Hello and welcome to Radio IAGP. My name is Implausibly Josh and thank you so much for listening. This is episode number 45 for the week of December 7th, 2020. We are just going to get right into the emails. If you have emails, you can send them into radioiagp at gmail.com. Our first one is, hey there my guy, are there any characters that haven't been added to Smash that you would like to see? What about special moves you would like added for those characters? What matchups would you like to see and who do you think would win and why? Love, your favorite Dante simp, a simple country space chicken named Betty. Thank you so much, Betty, for writing in an email. I always jokingly say that they should add Goku to Smash Brothers, but he's not really a video game character. He's just a character that's been in video games, so I know it doesn't really count. But we got pretty close with having the hero uh, from Dragon Quest have a Kamehameha type B attack, which is pretty cool. So I'll take what I can get there. I know that now that Smash Brothers is a lot more diversified in the properties that it gets, it's still all video games, but not just Nintendo video games. I still think getting a Crash Bandicoot character, Crash Bandicoot specifically would be cool, but I think pretty much any Crash Bandicoot character would be neat to have in in Smash. I think that you could basically put any main character from those games into Smash and you would have a move set pretty quickly. Crash could have his spin move, could bounce on people in a weird way have the mask be the shield or something. I don't know. There's a lot of options there that I think are really fun. I also think it'd be cool to see some type of Microsoft character. I know Banjo-Kazooie's in there, but Banjo-Kazooie's a rare character that got acquired by Microsoft, you know, and they had a working relationship with Nintendo previous to said Microsoft acquisition. So I I think the easy answer is someone like Master Chief, It would be a cool Microsoft edition, but I think it would be cool to include any Microsoft first-party character. As for characters that maybe have a better chance of being added, I think it would be something like Waluigi. Waluigi's a good one. Waluigi's one that I think would be fun to play as. It's getting kind of hard, though. Like, I don't know who else I would want to see in Smash Brothers that isn't already in Smash Brothers that couldn't conceivably be in Smash Brothers already. Like, there's some other goofy answers. Like, it would be really funny to see a Mortal Kombat character in Smash because, A, finally a Mortal Kombat character would be in a fun video game. And B, like, having a character that's, like, based around intensely gory violence having all of that violence instead turn in instead having all that violence turn from gory violence to comical goofy violence i think is funny and i think would work really well all things considered uh and i don't know i think pretty much any of these characters could be viable you know from like a casual perspective or a competitive perspective i think that it would be really funny to have a mortal kombat character play like a mortal kombat character in smash brothers but that would just mean it's a character i don't play because mortal kombat doesn't mortal kombat does not feel good to me but thinking about scorpion in smash brothers having his grab be the like get over here chain would be hilarious but yeah, I, I think really any of these characters could be fun to play and viable. Thank you so much for your question. All right, here's our next email. This comes from Brian. Brian says, 
Congrats, you're hired. We here at Brian Ask Questions Incorporated is pleased to hire you for your new job of making the next great Power Rangers game. We trust to make whatever we trust you to make whatever style of game you'd like with the license. We know you're an amazing video game creator, so we'll expect at least eleventy bazillion dollars in profit Q4 of 2025. Just reply to this email with what style of game you're making. Thanks. Thank you, Brian. It's character action. Um, I, I think that's the easy answer is that you make a character action Power Rangers game. From what I understand, the current fighting game that's out is pretty solid, pretty good. Had a lot of input from professional fighting game players, which I think is fantastic and probably helped a lot to make that game good or as good as it is. But I think character action is the way to make a Power Rangers game interesting. You think of something like a... Bayonetta, right? Um, think of the what is it like the Megaton attacks at the end of some encounters. So you're in a you're in like a an enemy room or area. You're getting locked off from progressing until you beat all the enemies in this area. And some of those big enemies will have will be put into a state where you can do a Megaton attack on them, where you hammer on a button and Bayonetta does a over the top attack on them to finish them off. I think you can basically map that one to one with you know, the Power Rangers doing a big attack on the enemy at the end where they explode in a shower of sparks and real explosions and then the enemy's defeated. Or it's they're sort of defeated and then they get big and become a big monster and then you get the Zord, another type of cool character action thing going on there. I think a character action game with a slice or a hint of Titanfall, something that Titanfall really something that Titanfall does really well is that the transition from running around as a pilot to running around in the titan is not too drastic the maps and the levels are built for you to navigate in your titan just as well as they're built for you or not just as well like not the same maneuverability but they are designed in such a way where you can move your mech around so even though you're this huge building sized character you're able to very easily maneuver around and get your shots off and all that stuff and you but you still feel powerful because you're able to move but you're a little slower and you can't like do the wall running and stuff but like general movement speed just walking or running is feels slower even though you're probably covering more ground you know but i think that's just the feeling that you would want when you're in a mech so i think that you have that same thing where if you're in a zord taking down some other enemy that's about the same size as you you know those zord battles are a little slower they're still action-packed and they're still over the top in the same way that they're in a similar way that the on the ground power rangers against nameless enemies and then the named uh, unique looking enemy it's there's similar action but it's action paced differently when you're in the zord it's a slower paced action but it's still just as explosive and goofy Whereas when you when it's just Power Rangers on the ground doing their thing, it's a lot more fast-paced, a lot more emphasis on like the fight choreography and making it really fast and cool. So I truly think that you just map the Bayonetta flow of combat, and then maybe at the end of certain levels, you fight someone in a Megazord. Alternatively, the other route you could go is you go the Dragon Ball Z game Attack of the Saiyans, Attack of the Saiyans is a Dragon Ball Z turn-based RPG for the DS that I'm a huge fan of. 
and you know it basically just treats certain key attacks like spells would in a final fantasy or in a kind of generic fantasy rpg no instead instead of casting like a fireball or something you're instead casting kamehameha you know and i think that that could potentially work in a power rangers setting um attack of the sands also does this cool thing where there are like link attacks gain leveled up if you level up your characters enough with each other and you level up the attacks you can sometimes find combo attacks where if let's say yamcha knows the wolf fang fist let's say and goku knows some combination attack and krillin knows the kamehameha and you do all those attacks they will instead combo together to do an even bigger attack that does more damage than any of them on their own would have without that combo. And I think you could totally do something like that, like your your friendship link between the Red Ranger and the Yellow Ranger gets high enough where doing certain attacks of similar types will combo into each other and do a lot more damage, you know? I think it could work out. It's a little less traditional, I think, for a game like that, but I think it could be really cool. I also think that if you're doing a character action Power Rangers game, you are maybe trying to retell a Power Rangers story that already exists, be it one of the comic books or in a TV show or one of the movies, but I think that you retell a story. If you are doing a turn-based RPG, I think you make a new team of Power Rangers. That way you can kind of tailor their abilities and fit them into the Power Rangers mold as opposed to trying to make, you know, something like Lost Galaxy fit in a turn-based RPG style, you know? Like, I think you can make the moves work from the ground up or you use, um, what was it, Super Mega Force? Whichever the Power Rangers series was where they were also morphing into previous versions of Power Rangers, I think you do something like that. Basically, you either make a new team or you pick and choose some of the older teams from Power Rangers and have Mega Force be like the base Power Rangers. I don't know. I think it could work. And finally, we have another email. Hey, Radio IAGP. What are games you associate with the winter holidays? Are there any games you replay during the winter months? Thanks, Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous, for writing in. I think now for me, it's two games. It's Batman Arkham City, as I think Arkham City takes place during Christmas or around that time frame. It definitely gets very cold at one point with Mr. Freeze, so I, I assume that it's, you know, wintry, even though it probably isn't. And the other thing now that I'm going to is, uh, start associating with the winter holidays is um, Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PS4 and PS5. Um, I got the PS4 version because I don't have a PlayStation 5 yet. And swinging around New York while it's kind of cold and wintry is really fun. And I think that using the holiday months works really well for that game both to write off Peter Parker, which is kind of goofy, but, you know, it works in the end. And also, like, makes it so that Miles Morales, despite being not the same game, but very close to the same game as as, as PS4 Spider-Man, is it helps really differentiate and make it feel like its own identity in a way that I think is really cool and I think totally works for Miles Morales as a character and for the game itself. It also helps that it's a super short game. I beat it the day I got it, and that's not a knock on the game. In fact, because it is so so short and compact, it's going to be that much easier to 
play it during the holidays. You know, I can really get in the game and get out like on a weekend and be like, all right, I did my winter thing. I might play it again this December. (laughs) I played it the day it came out and beat it the day it came out. And that was really fun. And I didn't do a new game plus, so I could totally do that now. Get back in, do a new game plus in in the winter months. And it's better for that than Arkham City, because Arkham City is kind of a, a little bit of a slog to get through. I recently replayed through all three main Arkham games. I haven't played Arkham Origins yet, and who knows if I ever will, if they ever re-release that on a modern system. But some of those games are kind of a slog, you know? I was getting kind of, they really wear out their welcome. And the people talk a lot about like the Arkham style combat to superhero games or other games in general. And the Arkham style combat did not get good until Arkham Knight. So replaying some of those older games, they haven't aged as well as you would like, I think. So meanwhile, you know, Miles Morales is more recent and it is a, at this point, it is the definitive to me at least, video game Spider-Man experience. The story is cut down to the bare essentials in a really good way because I include like just little character interactions and stuff as the bare essentials, you know? I think no story beat overstays its welcome. You never feel like you're not moving the plot forward, getting more story the more you play. Whereas with Spider-Man PS4, by the end of it, I really enjoyed my time with it. I think Spider-Man PS4 is probably one of my favorite superhero games, probably one of my favorite video games altogether. But at the end, I was kind of like, okay, I played a season of television. (laughs) You know, like a season of like, I hate to say it this way, but a season of bad television, old television, I guess is really the more appropriate thing. You know how the pacing of a show like... A show like Smallville, let's say, where not every episode is going to move the plot forward. So, and not every episode is going to be great. And not every episode is going to focus on the fun characters that you want them to and so on and so on. But maybe as a whole, you really like the show. But it's a slog because it's 20 plus episodes of a show where sometimes the episode matters to the overarching plot. Sometimes it doesn't. And either way, if you're in it, unless you're in it for both... You know, you're either in it for the overarching plot or you're in it for the monster of the week formula. And either way, an entire season isn't going to satisfy you completely either way. Because some episodes are going to not be monster. They're going to focus on the overarching plot. And some episodes are going to focus on monster of the week and not the overarching plot. And I feel like Spider-Man PS4 is like that in a way. Not every story beat feels like it really matters to the plot in the main story. And some things feel like they drag on way too long and overstay their welcome. Meanwhile, Miles Morales' Spider-Man is a lot better than the show I'm going to reference. But like a show like The Flash or something, not quite the same network, but like, you know, well, I guess his Smallville didn't end up on the CW because the original network it was on didn't exist at a certain point. Anyways, it's a superhero show built from the foundation that shows like Smallville started, right? You don't have Arrow without smallville you don't have the flash without arrow you know what i mean but i feel like every episode of the flash even if i don't necessarily enjoy the quality every episode of the flash is moving something forward even if by an inch and miles morales uh, spider-man miles morales does that really well (coughs) i think i beat it in about eight like six or eight hours 
and I felt completely satisfied by the end of it. Just excited by the story, excited to see what they do next with those characters, and wanting more, you know, which is great than being exhausted at the end of the game. Like, I need to put this down and not look at it or think about it for a while. I just got to stop. I think it's infinitely better to be wanting more than to be exhausted at the end of a game. Anyways, this was a really long way to answer that Spider-Man Miles Morales is something that is now going to remind me of the holidays and something I will be playing every holiday, probably from here on out. So thank you, Anonymous, for the email. And with that, our episode is over. If you have emails for us, questions, comments, concerns, topics, anything that you'd like for us to cover on Radio IAGP, send them into radioiagp at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at ImplausiblyJ. You can follow the brand on Twitter at ImplausiblyA. You can follow us on YouTube at ImplausiblyAverage, or search ImplausiblyAverage is what I meant to say. Just yesterday, December 6th, 2020, we had AWF's first ever Sunday pay-per-view-like event. We've been doing AWF online every Wednesday these past four weeks. That culminated in our first ever championship match. This is a online wrestling league thing in the style of video game championship wrestling VGCW where we have a bunch of created wrestlers battling it out in fun and goofy matches and seeing what the computer does. I'm basically not in control of the game at all. I let it run its course and then try and design stories around whatever content I can get from it. It's very good. I'm very proud of it and I truly think you should check it out if you listen to this show. And that does it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you all next time later. again. Fight! Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe. Which side will you choose?